Are you a new domain investor? Do you have a five-year plan? Today we talk with Josh Reason. He's been domain investing for five years. He now has a steady income of 15 to 20K net per month. He tried out full-time domain investing and part-time domain investing, talks about the pros and cons and how that affected his choices and sales strategy. Listen to this show today if you want to develop your strategy, to develop your five-year goals, and if you just want to get to know a real up-and-comer in the domain name industry. Enjoy. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com. And today we're joined by a former Sherpa, Josh Reason of PremiumDomains.com. Hi, Josh. How you been? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a delight to have you. And the last time you were on, you were talking with Mike Seiger about a profitable flip. You have continued to, to profit as you have, you know, you're five years into the domain industry now. Um, I think it's time to check in and see how things have progressed for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think so. Things, have, uh, things are obviously going pr- pretty well. Um, that particular flip was probably the first big one that I had, and I've had quite a few since then. But uh, yeah, things are going great. So even more since then, congratulations. So I think a lot of domain investors wonder about their trajectory in domain investment. Mm-hmm. And you have such a fantastic story. Um, you know, 2014, you first began domain investing. Uh, last year, you um, spent one year as a full-time domain investor. Every year, uh, you've uh, had more ROI than the year before. And this year, you've gone back to work and are doing part-time domain investing, but you're making more money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things, uh, kind of like I was just saying, is that, um, there's probably a few reasons for that, but uh, it, I mean, I did a lot of I did a lot of hard work last year uh, while while in the domain industry, um, and essentially, I'm probably seeing the reward for a lot of the hard work that I did then. Uh, I'm also, you know, gaining more and more knowledge from from certain areas of um, of investing and consulting, and you know, I've worked with I've worked with a lot of companies in the last couple of years. Uh, through personal contacts, uh, some some of them have actually just found me based on the domain names that I have. Um, I mean, I, I I own brandconsultants.com, and I actually get some people that find me just because of that domain name. Um, so, so you I've, get I've done, people who are looking for a brand consultant. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've had I've had a few I've had a few like that, um, and it's you know 
it's what, what's, what's been interesting is, you know, you get a great idea of what people are looking for, you know, what, what, you know, comes to mind when people are searching for a domain name and, um, you don't necessarily think about those things from, from that perspective in the early days of domain investing. So, uh, it's just, just one of those things where it's just, I've just gradually improved, gradually got better, gradually improved the portfolio. And, uh, I think now obviously being five years in, I start to start to uh, see the results of that a little bit. So. That's a big deal. Yeah. And I like how, uh, right before we started recording, you talked about, um, you know, growing your cash and growing your education, um, yeah. bit by bit year over year, you know, um, a lot of people think of three year strategy, five year goals. Um, let's kind of walk through each year how you built upon the year before. So only your first year in domaining was a wash. That's pretty impressive. Not most domain investors can say that. Um, so 2013, you uh, were a tennis star, graduated from Auburn College. Uh, go who? What's their team name? Uh, Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, 2014, you began investing in domains. Um, and that year was washed. T tell us, give us like some figures. How many domains did you buy? Was it a loss or you broke even? Oh, it was, I mean, 2014 was definitely a loss. I mean, it's, it's, it was one of those scenarios. And I think a lot of people kind of experience that is where I, you know, I'm just coming out of college. I've got absolutely zero cash. The cash that I do have, I'm trying to find like some creative way to create some kind of domain that may have some value through like maybe like a handrag or, um, or maybe GoDaddy closeouts, maybe. I'm not even sure if I was at that stage yet. Um, but yeah, most, I don't, I think I may have been able to like sell a few of those domains on like name pros or something like that. Maybe recoup some of my investments, but I think 2014 was, was no doubt a loss. But I will say this is that when I, when I kind of like learn about something and my wife, you know, she gets on me about this all the time. I become like compulsive and like almost like obsessive over it. So, you know, when I see that it's like someone's able to be successful in that area, I know it's possible. So it just then becomes a case of how badly do you want to, how badly do you want it? How badly do you want to learn? How badly do you want to uh, get up to speed? And so I think 2014, probably 2015 as well was, was, was pretty much just, just learning, learning as much as I could. So Okay. And were you learning, sounds like you were learning some by experience, by making your purchases and being on the forums and trying to sell them. Um, did you only sell on the forums your first year? Yeah, I, I think I tried. I think I tried to sell on maybe Flipper and uh, other, other um, maybe might have tried GoDaddy auctions, but I certainly, I certainly didn't have any end user sales uh, in 2014. Um, yeah, it was just, like I said, it was just a case of not having, not having anything that anyone would really want. Um, and and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't really, because I didn't, because I didn't have the expertise, I didn't really know like what was the best, what was the best thing that I could afford for the money, right? I think if you told me now, hey, you've got 50 bucks, uh, spend it and try and try to, and try to uh, get a decent name, I probably could. I probably could get a domain name that would, 
that I could, that I could turn for a profit, mm-hmm. but I, I, I wouldn't have been able to then. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you do on your um, education piece your first year besides practicing yourself? What, you know, did you have a schedule? Did you just, you were so excited and compulsive that you were reading up on stuff? Did you go to conferences? Where, what was your one-year education experience? Sure. So, I mean, I probably read every single thread that was on Name Pros uh, in, in the first two years. I mean, I, I read everything. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, probably contributed in some areas, had no clue what I was talking about, but that's by the by. Um, but yeah, I, I, I read up a lot. I watched, I watched every domain show every time it came out. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think DN Academy was around at that time, but if I had known about if, you know, if, if it was around at that time, I would have for sure signed up. Um, but yeah, I did. I, I used every possible resource that I could find, uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think probably Domain Sherpa was one of the most useful things. I think it was around that time. Um, around that time, it was Ali Zandi was like doing a lot in the domain industry. It was like one of those newcomer newcomers that was doing really really well. Um, and um, yeah, I think I, I I tried to reach out to a few people and, and gain as much knowledge as I could and. Um, yeah, that's how it was for the first couple of years, really. Okay, all right. And then you had um, this fabulous um, profitable flip, and I really like how you shared it with Mike. Now, this was in 2017, um, but I really like how you shared it, how some of the delays in the negotiations you contributed to. Um, and, you know, I, I just appreciate that, realism that especially your first big profitable flip it's difficult to do it perfectly but you you worked through it and still were able to negotiate um a a profit and a good one um and you don't have any background in negotiation your background's in marketing well actually at that time i was in sales and i was i was pretty uh so that's that. That's where I kind of got um, a lot of my a lot of my confidence and my cash from in the beginning was, okay. I, was I I worked pretty hard in sales and um, so I kind of I thought I was a bit of a, like kind of kind of a badass negotiator. Um, but hey, sometimes the confidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and in regards to that sale, in hindsight. Um, I think I probably squeezed as much as I possibly could from those people, those people. Um, but I, I think that I met today, I may probably have, have sold it a little earlier on in the negotiation. Um, I may have sold it a little cheaper. Um, but I've, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've had a lot of sales that I've had good offers on and I've lost deals. Um, and you know, in terms of in terms of my personal model, I try to I try to move names within my ROI range um, as much as I can. Um, I try to I try to have a slightly higher sell through rate than than the average uh, domain investor. Um, so if it falls within the ROI that I need in order for it to make sense, 
then I'll typically try to move the name. Unless, you know, I'm really attached to the name and I know that it has like a, a clear retail value of much more than what, I, than what the offer is, then of course I'm, I'm going to move on. But uh, when it's kind of on that edge and it's borderline, uh, I, try, I try to move the name now. Okay. And that's what's neat is, you know, we're all always evolving our strategies, especially as you gain that experience. How did you come to define what your ROI range is? And are you willing to share those numbers? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to get between 10 and 15 X on my initial investment. And I, I, I do like to try and try and move names fairly, fairly quickly. Um, I kind of, I, I, I do have my names in tiers. So I have t tier one names that I'm happy to hold for uh, a long time. I'm not really actively trying to sell them at all. Um, and then I have tier two names where I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to move those within 18 months typically. Um, and if, if, I, if I'm getting an offer between 10 and 15X, my initial investment, I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely trying to take those. Um, and then names that I, you know, I fall in love with a purchase and then gradually fall out of love with, um, I'll try to move them even cheaper. And I think, I think we all have those type of names in our portfolio. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And do you, um, identify those, um, in any structure or do you simply just, you know, in your head, you know, which is which? Yeah, so I mean, I, I use a few I use a few um, tools and some some data to analyze which names I put in which tiers, um, and I, I typically have folders. I, I put all, I have all of my names at GoDaddy, um, so I typically have folders for the ones that you know are tier A to uh, tier B tier C. Um, the the ones in the ones in tier C, I'm I'm typically trying to sell them really cheap before renewal because I. You know, I, I will renew the, renew them, but I, I just want to move them most of the time. Um, there's not that many of those in my portfolio anymore. They're kind of like stragglers that have been around since, you know, 2015, 2016 days. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I do, I do try to tier them. Uh, I do try to organize them as such. And it, and it is based on, it is based on data and what's selling, what's not selling, what, what I know. And, and it also has to do with trends, right? I, I mean, think things are changing all the time. Um, I know like big trends at the moment is putting go and then keyword in front of a name. People love uh, those kind of call to action type names. So um, and while well, maybe five years ago, that didn't make as much sense. So it's staying up to date with those kind of things as well, which is super important in my opinion. So, yeah. That's really good. And, and, um, tracking a trend like that, you're just noticing it in what people are interested in. You're. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I look at, I look at sales, um, pretty religiously. Um, okay. so I, I mean, I can, I can pretty much tell you what's sold almost, almost daily. Um, I, I mean, when I, when I come home from, uh, my full-time job, you know, the next three or four hours I, I spend like looking at these kind of things, researching names, trying, trying to find deals, uh, and obviously spending some time with my, my wife and, and daughter if I can, but, uh, she, she definitely, she definitely, uh, would like me to spend more time there. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. You, you can't, you can't expect to stay up with the trends and grab the deals uh, if you're not constantly on it all the time. Um, and 
you know, there are a lot of buying opportunities in the market today. It's just, uh, you know, there, there's more than a handful of people, a lot of people, in fact, that are looking out for those deals as well. So you've either, you've either got to be able to recognize them quickly or you've got to be, you know, actually sitting in, in, in your chair ready to scoop them up. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Sitting in your chair, ready to scoop them up. Um, so any other tools or um, specific data points that you recommend to a newer investor, what they should, you know, uh, have in their uh, tool belt, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. No. So the, I would say the three, like the, the real key things that, that I look for, uh, I, I use expired domain name, uh, expired domains. I mean, so like 25 times a day, just like everyone else. Um, but uh, they, and you know, there's so many filters there that you can use to refine your search requirements. Uh, I, we, we've talked about it many times on the main show, but before for sure. Um, but, you know, I like to see uh, if the domains, uh, how, how many different uh, extensions the domain is registered in. Um, I, I like to see if, if companies have trademarks for those domain name, uh, for those for those keywords um, or keyword, depending on uh, the domain, I definitely I like searching. Obviously, Google Google's your friend. You can see you can see a lot of uh, end user potential or, or terms or you know yeah whether those those keywords are used um, by by simply searching in Google. Um, I use I use Crunchbase to check for 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 companies. Um, see if they've got uh, an exact match to, to the name that I'm looking for. Um, obviously search volume, um, use keyword finder for search vo search volume, which is uh, important, but you know, and you know, I even, even look at uh, cost per click as well. You know, all of those, all of those things are factors in a decision for me when I'm, when I'm buying a domain name. And, uh, and then I think above, above actually all of those, uh, for me is, is actually my gut and, and you know, what, what, what is, what do I, what do I think about the domain name? Is, is it, you know, I've, I've spoken with enough companies. I have, I have enough experience, uh, in the, in the brand world to, to know, you know, does this, it, would this be a good brand? Does it, does it have end user potential? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, uh, most of the time, if the numbers make sense, I, I'll uh, I'll go for it. That's really neat. And um, it's, you know, at what point in domain investing do you think you got to that level where your gut instinct was really you know that you felt that you could trust it that it was spot on? You know that you know that's actually a, that's actually a really good question. Um, I I always double check my, myself, make sure that you know I I'm I'm thinking. Uh, along the right lines, because I think we all we always sometimes get lost in the source, you know, and we, we get really excited about an opportunity, and suddenly the the domain name looks like gold. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I I, I it honestly it probably took me three four years. Uh, okay. of, you know, and and this is like, you know, when I, I'm not exaggerating when I when I say this is like daily 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 uh, work that I'm that I, I was putting in on both, on, and it, and it's not just in the domain industry, it's, it's actually in, in, in marketing and branding in, ge in general. And, and I think that that's like, there's, there's, oh, there's a clear crossover there that most people understand, but the, but how many people actually focus on here? Yeah, I want to, I want to learn more about branding and I want to learn more about marketing. Um, 
rather than I just want to learn more about domain. So for me, I, I try to combine the two um, because in a, a lot of the time, you know, they're going hand in hand. Yeah, that's, that's very true. What do you think the um, typical new domain investor um, who doesn't have a branding and marketing background, um, what do you think they need to know? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. So in, so in my eyes, there's, there, there are so many different investment models. Uh, I, I mean, you can, you can probably break them down into like three key structures, but, um, everyone has variations, right? You've got, you've got, you know, the, the people that have been around for a long time and, you know, they, they, they've got really, really, really top tier domain names that, you know, they're not selling for less than six, seven figures or, and, you know, even on their mediocre names, you know, they're, they're happy to sit and, and, and wait for, you know, a really, really, really big offers. Um, and that's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think that and newer investors need to understand that, you know, they'll, they'll never sell a lot of those domain names. They'll, they'll never sell. Them. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're not making a lot of money. Um, because when they do make a sale, they make a big sale. But if, if, if you're new and you need to, you know, make sales, that, that, that's probably not the best strategy for you. If you want to make money, if you want to build a portfolio and you're happy not to make a sale for two, three, four five years, then yeah, that, that maybe that's, maybe that's okay. But if you're looking to come in and make money quickly, then, you know, sometimes you, you're going to have to price your, your domain names uh, a little bit more. I mean, I, I, I use the word reasonably. Reasonably is probably not the right word, uh, but a, a little, a, a little bit more competitively. Um, I think that the, the people, uh, the psychology people like to see uh, buy it now prices that are within a certain range, um, and you can certainly move a lot more names if you have uh, if you have a competitive price point. And for a lot of new people coming in, they're not buying. I'm not saying this is always the case, but they're not buying, you know, your, your top key, uh, one word.coms that, that get daily inquiries that, you know, they're, they're most of the time you're looking at, you know, two word.com brandables or, um, keyword two word.coms and, and, you know, maybe picking them up for a couple hundred dollars here and there. And, you know, those, those type of domains aren't getting daily inquiries, maybe not weekly inquiries, maybe not even monthly inquiries. So when those inquiries do come along, um, sometimes you've, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to be able to follow some kind of structure that you have, right? My, mine is, Hey, I want 10 to 15 X on my investment, but maybe if I haven't had a sell in a long time and someone offers me, you know, five X or eight X and then, you know, I'm, I'm in the business of wanting to move more domain names personally. And I think that most, most people in the domain industry who get in, they're in the same boat, right? They, they want to make money. Right. I think that's why a lot of people come in. They want to make money. So at the beginning, I think you've got to be willing to uh, to uh, make some adjustments and sell names for a, a little less than what some of the people that uh, you might see in the industry that are selling, you know, names for. Um, now, you know, that's a really interesting point, Josh. Um, when we take it back to what we were t you were talking about earlier with your. Um, your education was, and we didn't talk percentages, but you were saying you had a two-part education. One part was 
watching Sherpa and, you know, reading blogs and forums. But the other part was the experience of selling them and see, you know, listening and hearing the feedback you get. So it sounds like applying that here, even if your financial strategy in the short term um, is not, uh, you know, you're not a just graduated from college and strapped for cash, uh, but it still would likely behoove you both long-term financially and uh, short-term to, uh, to evolve your investments. Um, buy it, sell it, learn through the process, cut your losses, and uh, each time buy a little bit of better domain, whether it's more expensive or not, it'll be better quality because you'll have learned, right? That's, it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, you know, I, just to make things a little bit more interesting, I can, I, I mean, just last, last month, yeah, so the month of April, um, I, I, I think I've made three sales, but the two, uh, maybe just two, no, no, three sales. I made three sales. So I, I, and two of which I acquired in the same month. Um, so, and, and one of them, one of them was uh, a five number dot com. And, that, and, 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 you know, I, and to that point, I'm happy to diversify my investments so that people like focus on certain niches. I, I want to make sure that I take every single opportunity I can. So I want to understand the, the number market. I want to understand the three letter market. I want to understand the four letter. I want to understand every single market that I possibly can, because if an opportunity comes up, I want that opportunity. Right. So, you know, I bought a five number.com for $2,000 and I sold it three days later for $20,000. And that was two weeks ago. And I think it was $21,000, something like that. And the, uh, and I think that the, the actual worth in the Chinese market was probably more than that. But I know that there are a lot of domain names that I can improve my portfolio on with $20,000. Like I, I know there is, uh, and I'm going to feel much more comfortable doing that because I understand the Western market better than what I understand the Chinese market, you know? So, um, and then, you know, the other day I, I sold, uh, which I, I actually posted this on Twitter, but I sold marketinsider.com for $8,000. Um, it was a purchase for $700 the week beforehand. And it was actually, it was an end user that approached me. Um, and you know, a lot of people kind of said, Hey, listen, I think that domain name is a $20,000, $30,000 domain name. Uh, and what the thing is, is that I don't, I don't have a bad reaction to that because I agree. I, I, I think it probably is a 20 or $30,000 domain name, but I know that that fits within my ROI strategy. I know that I might have to wait five, six, 10 years to maybe achieve that price. Um, and for me, I prefer to put that money into another investment. So yeah, that kind of elaborates a little bit more on your question, but I, I mean, I think it's good to kind of give some real world, real world examples. Yeah, I, I like that, the meat and potatoes. So two weeks ago, you sold a five number.com that yeah. you bought the week before? Yeah, it was the week before. I bought it for about $2,000 more or less. And that's, okay, yeah. where did you buy it? Uh, it was a buy it now on GoDaddy. Okay. I mean, it was, um, and, and it was posted on GoDaddy 
that same day, you know? So I'm sure there were other people that would, would have bought it. Okay. But, so it was fresh. Yeah. And, and, but that, 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 like, that goes back to what I'm saying is that, um, I'm, I'm ready to scoop up those deals when I see them. Neat. Okay. So, um, do you, do you mind sharing the exact numbers? Uh, you know, cause in the Asian market, each numbers often, you know, have uh, special values. Yeah. I, so I said to the, I said to the, to the guy that broke the deal that I wouldn't reveal all the details. I, I will say that there were, there were four repeating numbers in there. Okay. Four repeating numbers and then one other number either right. at the beginning or the end, like uh, not in the middle. Uh, it was actually the second number, which was the okay. Two. Okay, all right. And so there was also a broker. This is interesting. Um, so you bought it on GoDaddy. Buy it now. It was uh, freshly listed by probably another domain investor. You bought it for two thousand, and um, and then how did you come to sell it a week later? You worked with the broker, the broker came to you, you're outbound, inbound. So, um, I, I think I posted the acquisition somewhere on maybe social media or I think it was on some, some one of the social media platforms and, okay. uh, and a guy that kind of specializes in, in the five number market, um, contacted me and asked me how much I wanted for it. Um, so another domain investor or a domain broker? Uh, I, I think he does a little bit of both. Um, okay. So, uh, so basically you shared in, within the domain community and someone reached out and said, what? Uh, sent me a private message instead and, and, uh, asked me how much I wanted for, for the domain. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I think I probably asked for, uh, maybe 30 grand, something like that. Um, and he made, made me a, pretty good offer and I kind of realized that we were probably going to make a deal. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So you sold it to him. Well, initially, so initially he made me an offer on, on, uh, on like for himself. And then I think that he decided that he was, he would find a buyer uh, for it. And he, I mean, he must've had someone lined up because uh, I mean, we got into escrow and, I thought I was probably, I, I kind of thought I was selling it to him and I realized that I wasn't because um, it all happened so quickly. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So sounds like, yeah, he brokered it to someone else with, um, and super fast. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, sometimes that's okay. Um, and it sounds like, you're really uh, firmly rooted in what your strategy is for ROI. And so if there's a little money left on the table, that's okay. Um, because each time you're um, kind of reinvesting and, and learning more, do you think you'll get to a point? Do you plan to get to a point where you'll be like the old timers you described? So, you know, that's the, that's the, you know, that's what, most of, uh, most of, you know, that, that's, that's a personal goal for me is to be able to, to do those kind of things. Um, and you know, yeah, when I, when I don't need to kind of churn those sales, uh, year over year, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I like to make sales. That's, you know, so I enjoy doing it and I, I, uh, but the, but the main goal is, is I want to, I believe 
in domain names. I believe in um, what they do for your brand and I believe in how powerful they can be for a company. Um, so, you know, and I, I have my own, you know, goals. I, I'd like to, I, you know, to start my own kind of companies and I would love to have a portfolio of very, very strong, you know, one word.coms and those kind of thing. And the only way you can, you can do that today is by having a lot of cash. Uh, because nobody's selling you those domain names for cheap. Um, so, you know, when, when, if I'm able to churn sales over and, you know, get better domain names, I'm going to, I'm going to do that as much as I can. Um, and yeah, and I think that it's, it's really, it, it, yeah, it's, a, it's really, really, really important to understand that people within the industry are in very, very different situations. You know, I'm in different situation than, you know, Drew and Rick and those guys. And, you know, people who are right starting off are in a different situation than I am. And, and you know, so what I would sell a domain for is going to be different than both of those people on both ends of the spectrum some of the time. And there's, you know, I understand a domain name has inherent value, right? And you, and, you know, you can appraise a domain name within a certain range, but at the end of the day, it's all circumstantial to some degree because it depends on who's buying it and who's selling it. Um, so it's just yeah. two cents. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, I, I want another example here. I really like this one. So marketinsider.com. That's a second domain that you bought and a week later sold it for, I don't know that math, but $700 to $8,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, it's right in, it's right within that kind of 10 to, to 15x range yeah. that I'm talking to you about. Um, it was, it was a, an inbound inquiry from um, a pretty, actually a pretty uh, uh, decent sized uh, company, I think. Like I, and, and, you know, it was um, one of those deals that I wrapped up in 24 hours um, I probably, I, I don't actually think that I could have got more money from this particular buyer. Um, it was one of those situations where I think that they were, they were ready to go at that point, but they, you know, I, I had a buy it now price on it. Uh, so they could have, they could have, uh, they could have just bought it. Um, but what I, what I did is I said that I can offer them a 20% discount on the buy it now price. And, and that's it. That's like the, the, the absolute maximum. Um, actually, I think I said we can typically offer a 10 to 20% discount on what the buy it now price is. And they said, if you can do a 20% discount, we'll buy it. And for me at that point, that's a no brainer because I would pay 20% to after Nick or GoDaddy anyway. Uh, but you know, came through an FD lander. So I'm just taking 20% off the buy it now price. And, um, we had a quick sale. Um, so yeah, could have sold for more probably. Um, but again, it, it, like I said, it fits within that ROI range for me. Yeah, it sure does. So let's back up on that marketinsider.com. It's kind of amazing that a domain that good is available for only $700. Where did you acquire? And that was how was also April. Yeah, it was, it was a buy it now listing. Um, I think it was okay. Was list. it another one that you think was just freshly listed? I'm not sure about that one, um, hmm. actually, but um, I, I think it was, I think it was on GoDaddy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it might have been far, quite far down in the list because people, people tend to sort domain names by, uh, 
certain filters and um, like one of the one of the filters that I personally use is uh, is how many extensions it's registered in uh, so from from the you know as many as possible to, to the least amount um, it gives you a good quick way to sort through the ones that are probably most valuable sure. and like my insider was actually only registered in like four or five different extensions at that at that point which is like which is actually kind of weird in for that for that name because it's a my initial reaction was like that's a really good domain name you know why is that not registered in more extensions um and um i kind of did a little bit of research on it i honestly i didn't like the fact that markets insider although i think is a worse name is used by business insider and obviously oh. business insider is obviously you know big 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 um but I, I didn't like the fact that Markets Insider was used by them just because it kind of, it takes away the possibility for like, you know, if I was, if I, me personally, if I was going to create a brand in that like industry, um, I don't, I don't think I would want to create one that is confusing with an already well-established uh, brand. Absolutely. Unless I was like trying to make a play on like taking some of the traffic or something along those lines, which I don't. And think there's, I mean, you know, neither one of us are attorneys or anything, but I would think that would be a legal concern to a potential end user buyer, um, which is probably another reason why you have somebody who wants to buy it. Boom. Great. Before you realize that you have, you know, before the buyer realizes they may have an IP conflict, let them go ahead and get it. I mean, and, and I'm not advocating, you know, selling trademarks in any way, but this yeah. is not, uh, you know, not uh, in the case, I'm sure. So you bought it, you, you know, you, you think you caught it because nobody else was pulling those or looking that far down the list, like you said. Um, so even though you had that concern, you still in your gut felt like, you know, it was a valuable combination. Oh, yeah. It's still, it was still, it's still a valuable domain name. I just, I just, I, I questioned how many end users would want to buy it. And, and not because, not really because there was an IP concern, just because, just because of confusion, you know, a little bit. And, you know, you, you type in, you type in market insider into Google and it's never, I, I, I don't see it as a good sign if, if the top results are something different than what you've typed in, like markets insider. Mm. Uh, Right. So yeah. um, like, and what kind of market, you know, it's not real specific. Right. I, and I'm not taking away. It's a great domain name. Like I, I still believe that to the right buyer, it's probably a twenty, thirty thousand dollars domain name. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but it's about the decision making process and how you came to decide that this was worth your investment. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's actually one of those where you, where it comes down to your gut. Um, and I think that a lot of, you know, decent or good domain investors know that it's a good domain name, uh, that that's a good domain name. But I, you know, on the, if you, if you look at just the data on that one, it's actually not, it was actually not that good. Um, hmm. there are a lot worse names with better, uh, analytics as such. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so then Within a week, you got an inquiry through your... So do you automatically list your domains on FD as soon as you acquire them? I've, I've, um, I've 
I've used FT for a while, uh, maybe two or three years. Um, but I did try undeveloped for a little while. Um, but I didn't see much of a difference between them and FD. And obviously, I, I already paid a subscription a subscription fee for FD. So I prefer to avoid the 9% commission that undeveloped charges. Uh, so I, I'm in the process of moving most of my names back to FD. I, I probably have about a quarter of them there right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's that they what I, what I've been doing at the moment uh, when I was just talking I was actually talking to uh, Mike about this Michael Seiger about this is that well, what I've been doing at the moment is I've been putting buy it now prices on after Nick which a lot of people do for like those tier two tier three names um, and then actually I, I've switched my landing pages to make an offer so um, if someone if someone buy if someone like searches for them at the registry level or go, go, or goes to their registrar and, and tries to find a domain uh, then um, they'll they'll see it it's available for a buy it now um, and they can choose to buy it if they want to but if someone makes an inquiry through a landing page um, I'm 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 happy to start a negotiation um, and I'll probably remove the buy it now price at that point as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So um, this one you put up, Market Insider, you put up on FT, and within a week, an end user reached out. Now, what info does FT give you for an inquiry? The email yeah, address? Yeah, email address, uh, phone number, uh, a message, an offer. They give you the IP address as well, uh, which is sometimes useful. Um, and I think those are the, those are the four, four key things that they give you. Yeah. Okay. So based on that information, do you immediately search who your buyer is or you just discuss the, the purchase? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely do. Um, I, I, I search and, and I mean this particular buyer, I think it was their media, uh, their media agency. Um, uh, or their creative agency that actually reached out on their behalf. Um, so I didn't actually know who the buyer was until we got into escrow. I had, I thought the buyer was this media agency, or the, the, but it I wasn't. Actually, it wasn't actually them. They were representing a client, which um, usually means an even larger client uh, yeah. in the first place. Okay, and and uh, how did you come to the eight thousand dollars sale price? Yeah, I it, yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of like I said, it, it had an. I, it was actually one of the, one of maybe like three names that I have a buy it now price on the landing page. I think I just I think I put the buy it now price on maybe even by accident um, because <laughs> because I hadn't been doing that to my other names and it was nine thousand eight hundred eighty eight. Um, they could have bought it on the landing page if they wanted to. Um, they didn't. They elected to make an offer. They made an offer of like four thousand bucks, something something along those lines. So, you know, in my experience, that's a pretty good offer to start with. I I know at that point that they're a serious buyer, um, and uh, I I simply responded uh, I simply responded, hey, listen, we can I can normally get a ten to 50, uh, ten to twenty percent discount uh, on the domain name for you. Uh, if that works, let me know. Uh, and he said. Hey, yeah, if you can do 20%, we'll buy it. If not, we're going to pass. Um, so like, would he have passed? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, 
probably doubt it actually um, in hindsight, but in some, in some, in some scenarios, they really will pass. I've had plenty that they will. So, um, you know, I just bought the name. So I said, okay, uh, listen, I, and I, and I got back to them. I said, yeah, 20% will work. This is what the price comes out to be, which is like $7,910. Um, and, uh, I told, and I, and I switched the buy it now price on FD. Uh, so it was exactly what that, that, that number that we agreed on was. And, uh, they went through, clicked through, started escrow and it was in escrow and they funded it immediately. Um, and it was done within 24 hours. No kidding. And did you, um, have an, like an, if then in your negotiation, like I'll knock 20% off if you fund within 24 hours or, or you were just saying, Hey, listen, here's your $4,000 offer. I can't do that. You know, the buy it now is 8,000. The most I could go is 20% off. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was essentially like, I can, I can go to bat for you to like, so I actually, uh, I, I normally have someone else respond to my inquiries, uh, either either my wife or someone else that doesn't does a few things for me sometimes um and uh what 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 i what i ask them to do is on on these kind of inquiries is say uh like get get a get a commitment before giving any kind of uh price reduction which is like is it's almost like sales 101 it's like i i can uh i can potentially get you this but I need confirmation from you that if I get you this, you will move forward with the deal. So as soon as I got confirmation from them that yes, if you can do this, we will move forward here. Uh, we then, you know, can get back to them and say, Hey, okay, we're good to go. Um, Boom. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Nice. And closed it via escrow. And you're right. Also factoring in the, um, you know, that you didn't have to pay anybody else commission. Uh, sweet deal. Now, um, do you think it was just an absolute coincidence of timing or do you think that did, did market insider before you acquired it, did they have a landing page or was it only if you went to GoDaddy and searched for it or for general domains to buy that you would find it. Do you think the difference was that you had a landing page and this buyer had been watching it, saw a landing page come up and said, Oh, and they didn't know the, the other ways to acquire it. There's a, there's a very, there's a very good possibility that, um, that they were monitoring the name, uh, in, in some capacity, um, and, and, and saw that there was a landing page and there was an easy way to get in touch. Um, I honestly, I can't tell you the amount of times, especially in the last two years that I'll buy a domain from someone or uh, at auction or something like that, put a landing page up and, 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 and suddenly get an immediate inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because actually it, it's crazy, but there are still so many people that own great domain names that they maybe have them listed uh, at GoDaddy or whatnot, but they don't have landing pages on them. And, um, I think that, in fact, I, I know that uh, most people that uh, are not, you know, that familiar with the domain industry yet have a need to buy domain names on a on some semi-regular basis, 
what they do is they type they they type in that they type in the URL. That's that, you know that's what they do. Um, sure. And if nothing comes up, it's just difficult for them. You know, especially especially with who is now being a little bit more. Um, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of the um, registrars will 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 not show the full information because of uh, uh, I guess the GDPR that went. That, that was going on in Europe. Even even if even if you're you know a lot of my names I'm based here in the U.S. It doesn't show my contact information in a, a lot of the cases. So um, it, you want to make it as easy as possible to for someone to buy an asset that you're trying to sell. Um, nobody wants to work hard. It's the same with any industry. It's it's you you want simplicity. Uh, nobody wants to overthink things. Uh, the, the the easier you can make the process, the better. So yeah, and, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but someone like a creative agency who reached out to you to um, do this acquisition, I would think they're specializing in branding and marketing, not in domain researching, and um, they may not even know how to look up the who is or how to check GoDaddy for an availability, they may only know to go to the landing page or they're not spending their own money. They're probably not incentivized financially. So they might just, eh, first thing I'll do is type in the domain. Oh, look, I can make an offer. And they're not comparison shopping, so to speak, either, right? Yeah, no, ex absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, we at, at Currency, my full-time job, we work with a few agencies, we work with a creative agency. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm pretty sure that most mo most of them, although, you know, they, they know they know a decent amount when it comes to branding and, and, and creative and artsy type stuff, they're, they're not experts in domain acquisition and a lot, you know, it would be, it would be great for all of us if companies always came to a domain broker or, or a domain industry professional with acquisition attempts. But the, um, the reality is that they don't. Um, so they, you know, they, they, they either try to do it themselves or they use a, uh, an agency that might not be that familiar with the process or, um, various the various different things that they might do but um you can't assume you can never assume in anything um that people are thinking about the way thinking about things the way that you would think about them so yeah that's that's a quotable quote there josh yeah, yeah very true now um i jumped too fast we were talking about your 5n.com sale and you bought it in april for 2000 as uh buy it now at GoDaddy, you said? Yeah. Um, but what did you sell it for? You uh, talked about how you sold it, but I did not nail you down to an exact price. Uh I think it was twenty-one thousand. Twenty-one thousand, what? Um, because you basically tweeted about it and you're just willing to collaborate with someone you hadn't worked with in the past. Um, way to make friends in the domain industry. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, really, really nice guy. Uh, haven't worked with him before. We'll probably work with him at some point in the future. Um, you know, I, I, I do, I do like to trade heavily in like the liquid market when I can, and, and that truly is for me trading. Um, I, I mean, I've sold, I've sold lots of, I've sold three letter dot coms uh, quite regularly, but I've never held them for very long. 
because when I got into that market, they were quite expensive. Uh, so I've traded them, but I don't hold them for very long. Okay. I would like to start holding them for longer, but we'll see. Okay. So, so uh, you know, you were on the show a year and a half ago with really your first big sale of $30,000 and it took you six months to close that sale. Now, a year and a half later, you're just, I mean, you made more than that just last month without really trying. <laughs> um, I mean, don't tell your wife and daughter that I said you didn't try, yeah. but um, I mean, I know you put a lot of work into the acquisition choices. So you're really investing, your strategy seems to be, um, it sounds like what, 90% of your um, time investment is about what you buy, um, not about what you sell, who you sell it to. Is that, is that accurate? 100%, 100%. Like at least 90% of the time uh, that I spend is on, is on researching the main names, trying to find, trying to find yields in a haystack. Um, that is, and I, and I, I mean, I can't, I can't tell all my secrets, but I, I, I certainly, I certainly go above and beyond to find loopholes and all kinds of things that give me uh, a competitive advantage over other people. Um, and on the sales side, um, I will try to try to sell some of the higher value names to other investors um, that, that that are you know willing to have that long term long term hold and upside if I can ca uh, get them in at a, a, a good price. Mm. Uh, and uh, and for the for the for the ones that I want to hold myself, I've I, I've never had too much success in in outbound uh, sales. I I haven't. Uh, I, I I tried quite a bit last year. Obviously, when I was full time, sold a couple, but very, you know, I it wasn't wasn't actually probably worth the time spent. Um, I would say that outbound sales is worth it when you're when you're selling very 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 high quality names, but otherwise probably not. Um, mm. so, yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, good for you. Now, so you, it must have been a big leap to go full time. Oh. And yeah. then it must have been a big leap to leave. And then did you expect to make more money now that you're part time? Or is that a surprise? No, 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 definitely not. And like I said, I think that there, there's, there's a few elements, uh, right? There's always a little bit of luck involved. Um, there's the fact that I, I did work really, really hard last year uh, with, with on the acquisition side. Mm. Uh, and I, and you know, with those, with those acquisitions, um, I was able to hold a few of them and I got sales there. Um, and, and then in, in, um, sorry, I lost my trail, trail of thought, but uh, on the, um, but last year, what I did was I sold, hundreds of names um, as opposed to a few names here and there. Okay. Um, I sold them with like, I sold a lot of names with very marginal profits. So I was selling names, I was, you know, I was buying names for 50, 100 bucks or whatever. Or some, a lot of the time actually I was buying a lot of closeout names, like 10, $11 last year. Um, and, then, and then churning them and selling them for like 100 or 150. Um, and I was doing that not because 
you know, I thought those domain names were amazing is because I understood the market and what other people would pay for them. Yeah. And you had an electric bill to pay. You didn't have another source of income. And you know, that's really interesting. I'm just kind of extrapolating here, but if you're not an expert who really knows the daily fluctuations in the domain market, it's really bright to just sell quickly. And you already know what the market is because you just bought that. That's exactly it. I mean, oh. if you sell, if you, if you're, um, if you're buying and selling, even, even at that price point, like say 50 to $150, if you're doing that at scale, you know, if you sell, you know, 10 of those a week, um, in the end, you, you're, you know, and then plus you get a few big ones in there as well, uh, you know, where, where you can, uh, you're, you're doing okay, you know? So I would have, and, and, I, and I talked to you about this before the show, I would have probably continued uh, uh, working for myself and building on my own business and trying to, and continuing to do some consulting for, for various people. It was going very, very well. Um, I, it, was, it was increasing nearly month over month, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very, I'm pretty, I'm very passionate about what I'm doing right now over a currency. So that's, that's another, that's another thing altogether. And, and I've actually been able to incorporate a lot of what I've learned from the domain industry um, and, and just branding and marketing in general into actually helping them um, move into the next phase in, 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 for, for that, for their, for them as well, for the company. So that's super cool. Not only for you professionally, but also I think as that's what it takes for the domain industry to grow, you know, um, so many of us find financial success and freedom with domains, but then it's almost like a withdrawal instead of, um, you know, reinserting that knowledge into, um, uh, you know, end user corporations who are lacking that. So that's pretty cool. And then it's neat that that allowed you to change your strategy and you found more success a different way. And, and that's key to change it up a little, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not, and, and see what happens. Now I would be remiss if I didn't, um, push for a minute. You said loophole and I'm like, ding, ding, ding. what do you mean a loophole? Now I suspect you don't mean like one actual loophole. I, do you mean you're looking for outliers like market insider that on paper didn't look good, but in your gut it felt good? Or what do you mean by a loophole without giving away all your secrets? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like finding like some dark web of domain names. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like that it's just that um i i've probably figured out ways to uh filter and find domain names that maybe only um i I would probably argue that maybe 25 30 people maybe maybe less in the in the entire industry know how to do uh and when to do uh those things um so and Listen, I, I, it's nothing that I've learned has been from anything other than just spending a lot of time learning and, and, and looking for patterns and all those kind of things. So. Yeah, yeah. So you are a filtering Sherpa. <laughs> I, am a, I am a filtering Sherpa. If you saw my expired domains uh, filters, you would, you would be like, whoa. 
<laughs> That's super, super cool. And I think that such a statement about um, the opportunity in domain names um, and in this type of investment, um, I, uh, you would just purchase your first house. Yeah, yeah, no, yep, just purchased my first house. And I, you know, I was talking to Drew about this the other day on Skype. It was just like, I, I think that one of the way, one of the reasons actually why I've, why I've probably done quite well in, this, in the first quarter or so of 2019 is just like I've, I've been, I've been frantically trying to like push and sell as many domain names at like a decent ROI as possible just so I could build up the cash reserves that I needed in order to buy a house here. It's not true. Ah. So I was, I was, I've been building up all those, those cash reserves and, and kind of selling names. And um, now I was just saying this the other day, now I've closed on my house. I got, you know, I'm ready to go back out there and start spending again. So everyone needs to watch out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and would you say that going from, you know, churning at low margins to now it sounds like you had a cash crunch you churned at high margins would you say um that was just a change of strategy because of your life circumstances or would you say that was an evolution to a higher tier yeah i it's it i i really 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 believe that um it's it, it's all circumstantial um i think that i probably would have done things in the last uh, two or three months differently if I was in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, if I'm, if I'm make, if I was making, you know, a hundred grand a month or whatever, um, I, I probably would do things differently than the way that I'm doing them. Yeah. When, when you're making a hundred grand a month. <laughs> oh, when, no, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen next year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. What would you share? Like, what are you making a month now? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm actually, I actually don't mind sharing like these kind of things, in, especially on the, on the domain side for sure. Um, but I mean, typically, typically on the domain side, I, I, on average, probably net, probably, yeah. I mean, it's tough to say on net because it goes straight back into the domain, in, into domain investments. But I yeah. probably like probably sell right now about 20, 15 to 20 grand. Wow. That's really, really cool. Um, good for you. Uh, that's not bad for a part-time gig. And when like it just, the biggest thing I think for a Sherpa network is to see your progress from, so I mean, 15 to 20 grand, let's round that up to 30 if we may. Uh, Well, and 30 was your growth, but a year and a half ago, you spent six months to, to, uh, well, you netted like twenty seven thousand, right? Yeah, on that on yeah, on that particular one, yeah, yeah. And yeah, now yeah. that's boom every month, baby. Um, that's yeah. that's pretty neat. It's yeah, it's definitely. I mean, last month was definitely better than normal. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you you can't always get like those five like those five ends where I where I got yeah. a great deal and you know churn that one. Down. I mean, that was obviously a big bulk. Um, and actually, I think three three sales is a about average for me. Uh, okay. Right? Um, I, I I own probably about a hundred four L, maybe one hundred fifty four letter dot coms. Um, uh, seventy five of which are not great, and then the seventy five of which are pretty decent quality. So those ones typically I typically get one or two sales for those. Uh, uh, probably probably get about one every 
couple of months on those. Um, and then I always, I typically always get one, one or two flips in, in a month. Um, uh -huh. And then I normally, normally get one, one or two uh, end, end user in, inquiries. It's typically the breakdown on average, I would say. Very cool. Josh, this was really, really interesting and exciting, I think. Um, very like encouraging for new domain investors and uh, watch out and hustle you old domain investors because there's a new kid in town. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, try, I mean, I, I, will try, I, will try, I will continue to try to catch up some of, the, some of these guys, but they, you know, a lot of them do a phenomenal job. I, I, know, I know my place in the ecosystem right now for sure. And, uh, <laughs> I'm completely okay with that, but... Uh, I, I think the, the the key thing for me is I'm very very passionate about the industry. I know how beneficial it can be for people outside of our industry, and I and I yeah. just want to grow. So very very cool. So um, I am putting together a domain Sherpa Jeopardy, and I've decided, and you were the first one. I've decided that each Sherpa guest from now on, I want to ask what's what's a good question, what's a good, um, what's something you didn't know about the industry that surprised you? Um, I don't know, you got, what, give me something for 200, Alex. Something that I didn't know about the industry that surprised me? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. So, um, I, I think, it, I think it surprised me actually how uh, close everyone, everyone, everyone who's been in the industry for a while, and by a while I mean like maybe more than five years, pretty much everyone knows everyone. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, it, it's still small enough uh, where uh, even, even, if they're not, even if they're not talking with each other uh, or they're not friends and such, uh, which actually a lot, a lot of the, a lot of people are. Um, I mean, I, I went to, I went to, uh, Namescon Europe last year. I went to Namescon in January, uh, this year and, you know, great, great community. Everyone seemed to know, uh, everyone. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that when I was initially in the first couple of years, I think I probably didn't realize just how small, um, the, 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 the community of the people that are actually investing in domain names is that's probably the that's probably the surprising thing for me. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah, very true. Are you going to NamesCon Europe this summer in really a couple of weeks, oh, like six gosh. weeks? I really, I would have loved to. I would have loved to, but I, I, I mean, I am so busy at Currency right now. I mean, we like so we went through a brand consolidation recently. Um, so you know we. And, and, and I was at the forefront of helping with that. Um, so it, it, it's one of those things. I mean, we, we had like four or five million visitors to one of our, one of our like sub brands that we phased away. Um, so getting those, uh, getting things in alignment and, and migrating all of those people over to like, to, to our, uh, umbre our umbrella currency has been, has been uh, a lot of work. And at this point it's now, I'm, I'm tasked with trying to trying to grow uh, a certain product, and I just don't I just don't have time. I wish I did. I just don't have time. That's okay. And you're busy moving into your new house, so uh, yeah, 
Yeah, then we'll just see you at uh, NamesCon Austin next time. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say Vegas as well, and then I completely, I completely blanked. Yeah, I actually have a dream. I want to organize like a kayaking adventure or something when we're in Austin. Like I just, there are all those rivers and the outdoors. And um, so you're invited. For, right. Again, first person, you're invited. I have nothing planned, but you're invited. This is the best interview ever. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like I'm making <laughs> friends right now. It's great. Uh, I know it is. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I like that about Domain Sherpa. And sometimes I introduce other Sherpas who like on the Sherpa panel, they're like, yeah, we've never actually had a conversation. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah that, that is cool. That kind of like ties into the fact that they, they for sure know each other, but they just haven't spoken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a small world and it's a good world. So, um, no, thank you for taking the time. That's the other great thing. Not only is it a small community, but I think there's that real attitude of giving back. And Josh, um, this was, I think, great for new domain investors who want to develop their own plans and strategies, who want to compare, make decisions about going full-time or not, recognizing how their um, situations may affect their strategies. Um, I'm really excited to, um, to share this with our Sherpa network and to have you back on and see where you are in six months or a year. It should be pretty cool. Oh my gosh. I hope I don't disappoint at that time. I'm <laughs> going to come back, I'm gonna come back six months from now and be like, yeah, I haven't really made too many sales. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really predict that happening. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but, uh, I don't think so. No. Then, you know, if that does happen, I always have the, uh, the excuse that I, I you know, I do have a full-time job. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, if that does happen, then we'll be discussing what, what do other investors need to learn from this? You can title it. What went wrong with Josh reason? The reason behind <laughs> I don't know. I got to work that one out. <laughs> you must have a lot of puns with your name, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of puns. A lot of puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, not so much. But, uh... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, Josh, we will, we will see you soon. Uh, not in Lisbon, but uh, definitely soon back on the show. Thank you. No, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for speaking to me, and uh, yeah, always happy, always happy to come and talk. Good, good. All right, Sherpa Network. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, bye.